Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Allspan Faces podcast is now sponsored by Tire Spot, the Northeast's leading tire supplier with branches across the region. Tire Spot don't just do tires. They cover everything from servicing to wheel alignment they can handle every aspect of your car's maintenance. For more information, visit tirespot.co.uk. Enjoy the episode. Hi everybody, and welcome back to the Awesome Man and Faces podcast on the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel, where Dagger's not here, uh, it's just a three-way, so boys... Oh, can uh, I do it? You can do <laughs> can it. Can I do it? <laughs> you can do it, Mark, take it away. Oh, I feel the pressure. We're one you now. Get in! <laughs> um, so, um, as always, we're going to be talking a lot about football tonight. Um, mainly how Eddie Howe's black and white army absolutely destroyed Brentford. So if anybody does have any questions, get them sent in as soon as possible, and we shall go through as many as possible throughout tonight. Because, yes, I do want to talk about the, the match in general, but I also just want to wax lyrical about this football team as well. I'm okay with Fine that. by that? Sounds, Sounds good to me. Fine with it? Yeah. Did we destroy them? Or did they kind of self-destruct? We definitely destroyed them. I, this, I, I the, think there's maybe a bit of both in there. Well, I think they're self-destruct because of how good we are. Pressure. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Pressure yeah, I, into self-destruct. I'm not saying that we weren't brilliant, mate, but it was, yeah, there's, there's mitigation. We were definitely brilliant. Um, so, um, the game itself. Um, I have discussed this with Ian and Scott in regards to the starting 11. Mark, were you shocked to see that starting 11 be unchanged? Um, probably yes. You would have expected probably Saint to come back in. I know he's only had like a week's a week's worth of training, but 
you probably expected them to be thrown in there. But to fair play to Eddie Howe, he's 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 kept his faith with uh, Jacob Murphy, who I think had a, a reasonably good game in his uh, in the grand scheme of things. So I think he replayed that bit of faith in him. Um, Joe Linton as well was a bit of a surprise. Them not training and not coming. That, coming that's probably in. the one that, that shot yeah. me. I thought, well, might see Joe Linton come back. I'm not necessarily saying because I thought, why if, if he's not 100% fit, then there's no point necessarily risking him. Saying it's more, he's more bandaged than man yeah. as well now. Like he's... <laughs> By the end of the season, it's going to be like the mummy returns, totally isn't it? It's absolutely crazy the amount of bandages that kid's wearing at the moment. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But Joe Linton was probably the, the shock for me, bestie. Mm. I don't know if I'd say it was a shock. I mean, when you've gone to Fulham and, and scored four past them, Mm. As they did last weekend, or the weekend before last, as it, as it is now. Albeit against 10 men, though. Well, they didn't start with 10 men. You could argue because Mitrovic started, they did. But uh, there's <laughs> one. Um, no, I think if you go to, even with that kind of, um, the, 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 the full red card, which came after like, what, 10 minutes? It was early on. It was really early on, wasn't it? I think if you go down there, score four goals, play the way they played, um, I think Eddie Howe's the type of manager who likes that consistency. Stick with a winning team. Yeah, and I mean, if there's no... It's not like we've got... Well, we have actually from this weekend, we've got a, a run of three or four games within like, a fortnight, but... Yeah. Um, but for the time being, yeah, the, the lads are playing well. Murphy played well at full. I thought he played very well at the weekend. Uh, I thought Willock was brilliant on Saturday, um, which I've, I've, I've been a little bit critical of him mm-hmm. over the past month or so, but I thought he was very good. Yeah, I think that was a... <clears throat> if you play Joel, then you'll drop one of Willock... Longstaff and Bruno, and it's out of those three, it's Longstaff, isn't it? I mean, let's be fair. Yeah, I, say, I, I, I think especially was, I Longstaff played very well on Saturday as well. Especially as the the way that was set up with Longstaff playing more of the of a forward role. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, it would have been made more sense to bring Joe in there. I think we did miss him. In all honesty, in in midfield, there was times where a bit of bite. I uh, would just lack that that bit of. Bit of bite, bit of control in midfield. Ironically, when Joe came on, he came on at left wing, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, until we made further change. Yeah. yeah. Can you say that we missed him when we were four 0 up before he actually comes on the field? Aye, because see, this is the thing. Like, even though we've spoiler alert, we won the game five one. <laughs> we, uh, I don't think we actually really played brilliantly in that well I don't honestly think we got out a second third gear I don't think we really did I had a feeling go at them is that not a sign of playing brilliantly though the fact that you don't have to put that much effort in no doubt we played well but I just don't think it was as 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 fluid to to say god we've we really played excellently today I think there was certainly individual performances and stuff like that but we gave the ball away a hell of a lot we couldn't keep a hold Mm. of it at times and they, they, albeit, you know, they didn't capitalise on it. They still made made chances. So I they got through a few times. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think it wasn't a, a, a polished performance, even though the score totally, you know, when, if you look at that in isolation, you think, Christ, they've they've them, yeah, battered them today. To me, it didn't feel it's really negative. <laughs> and now you're doing no, it's like, <laughs> it. Didn't, it didn't to me feel like a five-one game. Um, it's a weird one because when they got the penalty, he scored that when Tony made it two-one. It kind of felt to me like we're really complacent, mm. and I don't know whether that was the team or the fans. The fans were kind of like, you know, after like if you're two 0 up and you're playing against Man City, we'll use Man City as an example. Went ahead and then they pulled one back, 
in the crowd. Oh, yeah, come in. You, you, mm. that, that roar that you get. Yeah. Well, well, you know, well, yeah. heard it. it didn't happen on Saturday. And I thought it almost feels like we're just, it's all that's a setback. We're going uh, to. Did, that, did that it was, not happen when we conceded the, the goal which dislocated? Moment, momentarily. I, I thought on, on Saturday, did you think it was really flat? I thought it was quite flat, yeah. I thought it was quite flat. Yeah, I, I I have to agree, but I'm trying to make this a positive one. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it will be, it will be. We'll get, we'll get the no, positive no, stuff. But I'm just. I mean, but the, the <laughs> thing is, what Mark says. I mean, we, we might have agreed that it didn't. To me, it didn't feel like a five-one. But then, when I said earlier um, that they kind of self-destructed hmm. the goal that Murphy scores, which we'll, we'll come to the goals, obviously. But two of the goals, the You're ones doing that... a deck here and firing through know, all the goals. I know it's that seat. At least three. It must be three. the seat in the American football shirt. Like. <laughs> I think there's at least three of them in there that you think two. Well, certainly the two that the keeper gives away. But then that happens because of pressure we put on. Yeah. yeah. There's one, the, the first one. Well, the, the, the second one isn't it that uh, Murphy scores. He starts up the left back. Aye. Puts the pressure on when the keeper gets the ball, um, and then it's obviously he. Oh no, Wilson cuts out the passing bit, and that's kind of how it comes about. So, even though it wasn't like with totally controlled possession, I think we had 55 60 percent possession, yeah. It didn't. So, we didn't just like if we'd have put five past Bournemouth with that performance, and you think, oh, well, yeah, it's five one, we'll pump them there. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one felt a bit more even. Brentford, I thought, were quite dangerous. Pope made at least two good saves, one of which he could really done better with. I think one that he kind of pushes back in the box a little bit. I don't know why he does that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm Decker. It's happened. <laughs> Can't we through James Bond film, me? You know? <laughs> what's what's the score at this point? I'm completely lost. <laughs> Can't remember. Can't remember. <laughs> what we talking about the team? Um, <laughs> you saw, do you know what? It's not very often I get thrown by the conversation of where we are in this podcast, but you freaking manage that one, bestie. I think it's because I normally sit over there. I'm kind of peripheral almost I'm, now. I'm yeah, but yeah, the um, <laughs> I started him off. But the man, you game. <laughs> But I thought I, I thought Bournemouth, uh, Brentford. Yeah. <laughs> We've come back, back three weeks. <laughs> I always do it since I was a Ben. When Bournemouth and Brentford were in like Division Four, I've always always got confused. <laughs> and even at forty, now I still do it. But yeah, um, I thought they, the the opposition. Yeah, Thomas Frank's boys. Yeah, was was fetching red and white kits. <laughs> Um, blue. Same. Oh, it was blue one. <laughs> man. Sponsored by Hollywood Bets. Same kit as last season at home. First time a team's done that in the Premier League. Yes, that's years. true. Yeah. Yeah. Fair play at them. Um, but the stadium, do you think it looks like, you know, when you watch like um, like the under-17s tournament in Eurosport and the stadium's got all like multicolored seats. I, I don't I don't get that. Like, So there's a reason that they've done that. Go on then. It's so that when the crowd isn't as densely populated uh-huh. or the crowd or the stadium's empty, mm-hmm. it still looks full. All right. So it gives the illusion of there being people the in, in the seats uh, rather than just being obviously rows of red seats or red and white stripes or whatever they did Blue. to do that. Mixed it all up. All right. Should really done a pre-COVID, shouldn't they, when there was no one in there? <laughs> That's it. Wait until they got promoted to the Premier League. Been, well, we're now. now we're getting the crowds in. <laughs> the right, shall we try and get this one back on track? There was we? just one thing I was going to mention. The other interesting thing with Brentford's kits. Yes, please. Had a different badge. Yeah, not uncommon that... I think was was it Jess or one of the lads one of the lads in our group chat says that Everton did the same that it's in there Everton's third kit the badge is just the Siruat's tower but a silhouette of it like it's basically a triangle with a square bottom I don't know what kind of shape that is how oh, Mark say that again it's a triangle triangle Siruat's tower but with a square bottom with a square so it's bottom. a square with a triangle on top like a house 
Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, so like a five sided shape, then. One, two, three. Yes. Yeah. You can only do that thing when you draw the house with the X inside it. You've got to do it all in one stroke. A bit like that, but without X. Oh, well, bully for you, Mark. Well done. <laughs> I'll start at bottom left. I can as well, but I, I keep forgetting how to do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then I'll do it. I can't remember how I did that. See, we normally stop him like running away and just like completely rambling on, but I'm encouraging him tonight. I know. I know. It's and not a good thing. I'm, I'm struggling here. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm struggling. I'm sorry, everybody who's watching this or, or listening to this back. But let's get back on track. Um, if anybody does have any questions about the game or about this current Newcastle United side, send them our way uh, and we shall go uh, through them. Best That'll best help best. us out and, and it'll calm Bessie down a little it bit. It best last now, I think. Yeah. Like um, so, um, the game itself, it was a very dominant performance, I, I would argue against that. And because apart from five, ten minutes after the second, well, the second half starts. Second half, yeah. I think that that's Newcastle throughout. It really is. The, the first chance of the game comes from Almiron. Oh, and, ball over by Bruno, isn't it? Oh, absolutely fantastic ball by Bruno. And that, that's what starts the, the showcase performance yeah. from Bruno. And when Almiron gets that ball, Mark, you know which way he's going to go right. when he's in that position because he just loves that top corner at, the, at this moment in time. He yeah. absolutely loves it. And he hits that ball. And me and you are just stood waiting. We're, we're, we're just right, we're right behind it, aren't we? Mm. And the way he cuts across and, and it's going in, going in all the way. And then, fair credit to the keeper. It's probably about the only thing he did right all game. <laughs> he pulls off a crack and save. Yeah, he had a poor game, didn't he? Um, but that, honestly, that was we're we're, we're mid air waiting for that nestling in the top corner because it was a hell of a strike. The way he hits it as well, he like he swings that hard and through it. He he almost bloody does a, a somersault, kind of takes himself off his feet with it. It's, uh, he's a funny so one, because everyone knows how one-footed he is, but he's still got that ability to make that yeah. space for himself and get that shot away, and it's a great effort. I, that was, I heard that one. I was at El, Elden Garden. I heard the crowd going, I thought, oh, don't score yet. <laughs> so I was over the moon. I watched match of the day. I thought, yeah, I've done us a favour there, mate, because I... So Metros. Very, very nice nice strike. and Lovely uh, ball by Bruno. You just think that's the... Oh, that that that'll start off and really, you know, get mm. with it to to turn up the pressure. Which, again, like I don't want to sound too too negative, but we, we didn't really chuck everything at them. Yes, we had. I disagree. You know, I did, do you honestly think we got out of second or third gear? We didn't, but we didn't have to. Maybe, maybe that that was a a dominant performance for almost like apart from a, a ten minute spell in that game. It was all Newcastle, and yeah. no matter which player it was on the field, all that they were interested in was, was getting further up the field and creating yet another chance. It, it really wasn't. I know the well, it wasn't a goal, but the ball hits the back of the net from from Brentford first of all, and Brentford do really well. That that build up play is fantastic, and when the, the goal hits the net, then VR comes in, and, and we're sat there pretty confused, going. What's that for? Because it was clear he's offside. Yeah. And I'm thinking, has there been a foul in the build up to it? Because once you're in St. James Bot, you haven't got a clue what's happened in different areas of the field. But obviously they look back and it's basically Ivan Tony um interfering with play. Yeah, you could see he was just he was offside, definitely. It was the whether or not he got a touch, wasn't it? Or whether mm. or not what he did, his action yeah. was enough to take share away, which the we, we had a couple of comments. After the the match reaction, which we did on uh, Sunday morning, a, a couple of fans saying that we were probably lucky 
with a VR decision. Saying if it had been the other side of the field, we wouldn't have been happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced. I don't think he touches it. He definitely doesn't touch it. So it's just... But by being offside and doing what he does, you could argue he takes share away from whoever it is that's come home. I agree. It's a, it's a, well, lucky to get it. Um, I think at the other end, if that happens, it's kind of hard to be pragmatic about it. And... If Fabian Shaw is put off by yeah. Ivan Tony attempt because he, he, he attempts it, then he pulls out the last minute. Yeah. And Fabian, I'm sure it's Fabian Shaw who's yeah. directly behind him. And, and he, he reaches for the ball as if Tony's going to run with the, the ball or at least try and, and get a shot away. Then it doesn't obviously puts uh, Brentford through on goal and, and they take it well. Um, I think Pope should do better, you know. They are just loud, but he gets a decent sized touch on that and it still goes in. It's it's harsh because I mean, it doesn't matter, it's immaterial because it doesn't count. But I just feel as though I've already kind of kind of criticized Pope, where he might not want to come across as a goalkeeper hater because I'm not normally, but um, I, I think even though looking at it, I think. That looks like it's gone through him a little bit, but then it's come from quite close range. As yeah, well I hit. think he, he hits it well, strikes mm. it well, a lot of power in it. As you say, close range. I think it's you've got to. I think if get a lot behind it to keep it out. It looks like it got quite a bit behind it, though. That's the thing. I think if that's due, if that doesn't get disallowed, I think it gets picked up on a bit more afterwards after, after the event. I will call. Well, I didn't because I, I quite like them. But Chris, Chris, Tim Crow got called Chris packing hands for years yeah. for. And he would have he would have had his life if that had been him. Oh well, they are. Um, Graham Dougal, and this is what I'm going to ask you, um, Bestie. He says, "Thought it was really odd that the ref went to review it on the monitor." Yeah, well, I thought it was offside, and the lad sat Santa. Then it left of me. Um, well, it's normally lad, and he's he's been, but yeah, his mate was there on Saturday. Nice lads. Um, they were saying, "Well, it probably isn't offside. It must be for handball or foul because mm-hmm. the referee yeah. wouldn't normally go and." go and review it like that so maybe the referee's gone to kind of ascertain they've kind of said he's offside but we think he's interfering we want you to look and see if that's the case but I don't know but yeah unu- very unusual mm-hmm. yeah that's um, that was kind of the consensus in the ground as well and that's why I didn't think the fact that he'd went to the monitor that's why I didn't think it it was offside because yeah. you would normally just have the VR given it I'm th- thinking is that something happened in, in before that is then caused it in is he going over to look at that because there's been an incident to to lead mm-hmm. to maybe a red card or something like yeah. that, or but there the, the just didn't seem to be anything that it that it happened in the in the build up to did it get announced to warrant it did the, offside check checking offside that that's what it got announced as which technically it was getting checked for offside because of Ivan Tony was yeah. offside when when he dummied the ball come with say um, but yeah it was ruled off and from that moment it's it's just Newcastle. It really is, and it was an absolute masterclass by Bruno. And like you said, Mark, we didn't really get out of, of second gear. And it's it's a very strange game to to try and talk about and, and give all this credit to the team because they rightly deserve it, of course they do. Yeah. But there's so much more to come from this team as well. Yeah, and, and Bruno for for a player who's he got two goals and an assist, I believe, and just completely controlled that game. Mm-hmm. He never broke a sweat, not once. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I think he put more effort into his celebrations than he like had to put into the into the game. And I think it was like like I, he he played in that deeper lying role, and I I do think he's a little bit wasted there. And albeit sitting there, he still has that much influence on the game. 
to to be able to score, as you say, two goals, set up the assistant. Everything that was started went through him. And I just think, God, if he could, if only you moved that consistently 30 yards up the, the pitch by having him in that further, that that further forward role in the midfield, then you'd get even more of that in in there. So but maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I think you get a lot out of him. I mean, when you I know what you're saying. And I think he's very, very effective as in a, a more kind of attacking player midfielder. But when you've scored twice, made one in match of the day, I go on about you. Like everyone's talking about, I, I, I'm not too sure he can kind of be too critical and say that he's wasted there because he's, he's no, no, he's a wonderful I, performance. He's like. still, you know, to to be able to, it is he's the the position that he he generally played in in his in his time before he came here, yeah, and where we probably expected him to see. I think just from what we saw from the back end of last season and earlier on this season, it you just you, you you get what he gave us on on Saturday, but even more involvement from it. He uh, he's see where he plays himself on FIFA. He fancies himself as being a bit more further forward, doesn't he? That's yeah. that picture he put of this when the BB two and three 0 he scored and all that. But he's one of the two behind the striker, isn't yeah. he? That's his. So I'm, I'm, I'm reading that what you will like, but yeah. I think it just influences the game more there. Yeah. He's a fantastic footballer, man. He's, he's, he's a wonderful footballer. He is. And it, it's kind of, it's nice. I've, I've spent loads of time on Twitter. I said, oh, too much time on Twitter as ever, like, but just reading like articles about him and like, he's, oh, he's going to Real Madrid. And I think, well, well, he's not. Maybe he is, but he probably isn't. No, not yet. And if he does go, he goes for loads of money. And we're replacing him with someone who. Millions. We'll, we'll get, we'll get Packett in. He's learning the language down at West Ham. <laughs> nah, he's shite. Um, but yeah, like, He's, he's a complete, he's not class. necessarily a complete midfielder, but he's a complete footballer. He is, he is, he's he's passing his vision, he can break play up, and he, he he's not, he's, he's calm as well. He's so he's, calm. Yeah. The, 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 no. the first goal comes, is it the first goal, the second goal? The first, it's a first goal, isn't it? The corner, no, sorry, so it's his second goal, sorry. He wins that. Him and Dan Byrne. Yeah, so it's him and Dan Byrne. He, Dan Byrne, no, the one way he the, from long range. To I be thought fair, the, foul. the players passed Dan Byrne. I thought that. I thought might bring it back. I think Dan I'm Byrne. Still waiting for I the... think Dan Byrne fouls, fouls yeah. their their winger. Yeah, I'm still puts his arm bit, across him. A but little bit that surprised that wasn't pulled back. And yeah. then there's the two of them. There's is it who's on the floor? Can't remember. One of them's on the floor with with their play, and then Bruno comes in. It's Bruno that's just booting it. him. It's Bruno yeah. that's just booting out the ball, basically saying, "I'm taking that," and the player's trying to protect it by keeping it under his his ankles, basically. Yeah. Then Bruno is just absolutely lashing. Like, I'll I'll take this, and. I know we're doing what I told Bestie off for doing earlier. We're just <laughs> yeah. firing through we'll, these. We'll skip the head, yeah. Absolutely firing through it's nice these. to be excited about the it morning, is. you know, to have that kind of just stuff in there, bubbling, waiting to come out. is completely out the window. <laughs> so uh, he picks that ball up and it he, he just parts the ocean, doesn't he? And he just keeps on running. And every single player just back off just, and just back off and back off. Like, separate and sit off back. loads, and which helps him. Like, oh, he's got then, all the time in the world to decide what he wants to do with that football. Ian Wright made the point on match of the day when he says, if you go for him, you just got to think over your head. If you mm. stand off him, he's got to pass in him or you play a pass, he'll do it. Yeah. I mean, he's not like, I think if someone had addressed him, kind of come forward, and he's not going to deal with St. Maximin doesn't, but can pass him. Yeah. But he's that good a player that. You've got to give him that little bit more space while you work out what you're going to do. If somebody comes to him, it just leaves a leaves a player unmarked that he can just yep. pick a pass to, so that it, you just you know transitions into a different move. But the fact that they just allow him that much time, space, and just beckon him on, what a finish! I don't know, honestly, 
like we we're watching at the time and we're thinking, how is he how has he squeezed that in like from there? But yeah, I hadn't realized how just, close Callum Wilson was to get a touch on it until much of the day. Mm. So Bruno's first goal, just as as we're talking about Bruno here. Another header. So he's never scored a header before he came to Newcastle United. Now that's his second. It's, How has he scored a header from there, though, man? It's something which, which obviously the work <laughs> so on. well worked. Yeah. So they analysed it on on um, match of the day. I think it was Ian Wright, was it? Yeah, it was. So the, so the pinpointed, and the ball comes out from a corner. That then obviously it's lashed in. Then it's Dan Byrne who blocks off one of one of their defenders by basically. Well, does as well. Yes, if he might do as well. Yeah. So you feel just basically blocking any sort of like movement to get to Bruno and Bruno's just stood there in acres of space and, and the head it, it's a strange technique to end the ball um, yeah, but it just nestles in that side net and once again and, and you're thinking at that point Mark we're sitting again the fuck's Bruno's going ahead <laughs> it's very similar you just like do it, it you, you, you don't expect it in in the way that he plays it for a good, like you only think, oh, he's, he's obviously putting it back across for somebody to get a, mm. a touch in the six yard box or something like that. But he just, again, it's pinpoint into the into the far corner. Isn't it? like it's just a, a touch where I get to handle it, but but it's where he comes from as well. I mean, notwithstanding the work that Burn Murphy and um, the ball from Trip, yeah, it's oh. a lovely ball by Trip. But Bruno starts off a good twenty five yards out mm-hmm. when the ball goes to Trip, yeah, he just kind of tiptoes around the back. Pretends that he's going to do his lace, yeah, and he just kind of, oh, and no one's. Even with those lads there, no one appears to be kind of trying to get back and and, and, and tap, like get challenging. Basically, it's really well worked. Yeah, and think how many years we had to put up with the big ball at the back post, Mike Williamson. Mm-hmm. Apart from that one time, we tried to lash at a collar on the edge of the box, and he absolutely bullet headed it Ugh. towards goal. So the the corner that we got for that goal, yes. should we have had a penalty? Uh, for just a handball? No. Is that where, where his arm's there? Not a chance. He goes like that. Nah, nah his arm's there. It's on the elbow. The base elbow, nah, don't it? If that doesn't hit his arm, it's hit his chest. I don't think it's a penalty, but... What about <sighs> when you consider Brentford's penalty? 100% because Dan Burns' arms are in the air, and if his arms aren't there, the ball ends up further in the box. I think the, the thing with the Dan Burns was, it was a little bit similar to the one we got um, at Tottenham, Eric Dier. A few years Eric ago, Dier. yeah. Not... Quite a like for like, bless him up. But um, when you look at the pens that were and weren't, I mean, it's been a, a topic of conversation, hasn't it? Michael Antonio's handball. It's been a few. Liverpool should have had one in the all uh, minutes. All the minutes, they should have had one. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, yes, I think. I think ours. I think ours is, isn't any more of a penalty than. I think the Brentford one that we. Like you're talking about for our corner there isn't because his arms across his body yeah. like that. Hundred percent not. I'm not convinced it is across him. Like nah, I think he's turning, and I nah. think he's coming like that. No, I think it's it's. I'm sure it's pretty much. The but his hand is in the air, but he's up in the air and he's kind of he's jumping. I, I think it's unfor- I think he's unlucky. I think it's very similar there. Dion, as I said, but um, it's a soft penalty. But but it happens, and, and that happens yeah. most games there. Because again, there was a bit of confusion around what was what was happening there, because the. Oh, there was the, there was a long delay from that when there was a VAR check and stuff like yeah. that, and like we, we weren't hundred percent sure what was going on. So I didn't even see the referee yeah, give I'd, a penalty I'd, first. I'd said he's gave a penalty, a while, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. then it was going on for so long. It was like, oh, is it is it going to get turned over? Is it you know what what's happening? But then he then went and gave it. 
Did he review that one or did it was was it just, nah, just given? Just I it think given, just it, in the headset. It, it, it went on for like, a long time though, didn't it? A good minute or two, yeah. Yeah, I think they've probably been checking for offside once again in the V or studio, wherever the hell that is. These is, and and it's still Stocksley Park. Is it? Got no idea. So they always seem to keep it safe. No idea. Stocksley Park. Um, Although the ref watching stuff on Sky Sports News this morning, they they said it shouldn't have been given. Like, shouldn't have been really. Yeah, I think it's harsh. He's not looking at the ball, even though the ball's coming back in the box. It's not. It. It's this thing about the arm being in a natural position, isn't it? That's the. And does Burn have an unfair advantage because he's got half a finger missing? I mean, it's hard to say. <laughs> um, but I do think I think he's a bit unlucky. I, I think. It's it's stopping the direction of the, the flight of the ball, isn't it? Yeah, asked. but he's not he's it not in the current rules though. He's not intending to stop the, the flight. It's that, that old classic of ball to hand, isn't it? I know, but if your arm's out <laughs> by the side, just it, it's not a movement in the arm, but if your arms are down and it hits your arm and stops it going across a six yard box, you're not intentionally handballing it, but you're still stop, stopping an opportunity. Just the distance that it's been played not still matter because you get somewhere it's been braided. Yeah, to the well the, the, dis- one, that we, the, dis- the one that we well, he's behind him. He jumps. He, they're both going up for a header, aren't they? Jumping up, the guy behind heads the ball back. It's the old thing that hits his. It's hits his arm. The I, old I, thing that you can't jump without using your arms. Yeah, without kind of get leverage. Do that, I, is he? I get it, right? I get it. It's soft, but it's a penalty. I don't know if it is. I, I mean, it was in the score, so obviously it is. But the key and grand grand scheme of things, but I think it's a. I think if they win one nil, and off the back of that, there's a lot of noise made about it, like. I don't think there is. I think probably if, if we'll, you'd be heard by it, of course you would. But I think we'll get some of those this season. Oh, I mean, I think there, is, there would definitely be a load of noise. Look at what yeah. happened in Anfield. Yeah, true. And for me, nothing wrong happened in Anfield. It was just bad, bad luck. Mm. It worked out, but there was people were going mad about it. People are still. Yeah. Because obviously Liverpool had that thing with Arsenal yesterday, and there was all that extra time and the handballs in the box, and they were going mad about it. Did you see how long it was added on yesterday as well? Aye. It was like three and a half minutes. After the the, the, the stoppage yeah. time, and yeah. I get it's a minimum sort of bullshit, yeah. but it was a long time afterwards. It oh, was. I was going wild on the touchline. <laughs> Absolutely human. No, I do. I think I, I just I think I can see why it was given. I can see exactly mm. what you're saying, Chris. I think I'm up in the air and all that, and it's diverted the path of the ball, or whatever. But I, I think the distance that it's come, the fact that he's got his back to the ball, and you, again, you, you oh, he knows nothing you, about you, it. You can't jump like that, but it was a point. Yeah, um, that's it. That's it for me. The fact it's. It's came from behind him. From not, no he's, he's got no idea that ball's coming back, so he's he's not trying again. Yeah, an advantage by handling that ball. I don't think it. But the fact that we don't agree, mm. three days later, having the benefit of replays and stuff, shows that it's not cut and dry, is it? You know, so, so if, if he's given a penalty, you couldn't class it maybe as a clear and obvious error to give it away, which was always the baseline for VAR. So it's. In that regard, it's right that they overturn it. Okay, so if, if we look at the, the man who was playing a, a, alongside Dan Byrne, Sven Botman, oh. what a player oh. he's going to be! You know, he looks good, doesn't he? He looks very, very good. And we spoke when he first came in about if, if he would get a, a starting spot in there because the centre backs were, were having a, a pretty good time. Do you think now we're looking at can Target get back in that team now? Strange, isn't it? Mm. Well, he came on a right back, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, I don't know, it's a weird one, because I, I would probably start targeted Old Trafford in the weekend. It had a burn, I think. Anthony's... So then who do you drop? Burn. You drop Burn? Yeah. Inky Botman and uh, Shea. Fabian Shea. I mean, it's it's harsh on Burn because he's not playing badly. But I think against a, a proper, a rapid, tricky winger, I think Target's probably got more about him 
in that regard as a kind of to show him down the line or a kind of went to go to burn. I, I like burn a lot. And it's a nice problem to have mm-hmm. to think oh, I'm going to drop an informed player for a centre back. Oh, sorry. See, if, if you're looking at that on on form and performances, I'd be dropping share. But then you then happen to put Botman and uh, yeah, yeah. in, uh, into the the centre two positions. Even then, share hasn't played badly. Last again, it's it, it's it's harsh to do it, and that's the it's it's a nice problem to have, isn't it? But it's it's a it's a tricky one because how do you how do you fit all of the players that we've got into the team and you know could you play five make it back? Well, first of all, Marty says that he hardly notices when bottom players as he makes everything look so easy, which is yeah. correct. Metro Marty, Metro Marty, he's back. Um, and just to discuss the Manu and the, the centre backs there, Fish and Rod says controversial, but I don't think Botman starts versus Man United. I actually think the Cells gets a game. So we saw it against uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, didn't we? Liverpool, the Cells, yeah. Played, yeah. Well, I thought he might have came back in against the, Fulham. The one game that we lost this season. <laughs> <laughs> he played really well. He, at, at, I know he was fighting through the wars, uh, like wasn't he? There's correlation, but it doesn't necessarily imply causation. Does it? Like, no, I think it's the Cells. It's when he done that shocking interview where he's clearly concussed. Was that? Oh, that was yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, was that yeah, Tramia game? But yet, yeah, you know, Trippier went down a couple of times at the weekend, and then mm, he obviously did. got he substituted. So you know, touch wood. I hope there's nothing wrong with him, but, but you know, that could be something that way. I don't think we need we'll to consider see the changes well. on Sunday. I think you'll see them at V yeah. Everton, if anything, next Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. So obviously you've got the game on the Sunday, then you've got one on the Wednesday night. Yeah. That's where you're going to see changes. Would you not bring? Would you not bring Joe back in? Give you that bit of bite in midfield against um, Man United. I don't know, but this will all be covered in the match preview, which we'll be doing uh, through the week as well. He played uh, that well against him. Last, that was for me the Man U game at home. Turning point wasn't I know it? This is Old Trafford, but that was the the big one. Was it Boxing Day, December twenty eighth last year, when he was absolutely incredible? That was the start of Joe Linton for me. Like that was the yeah. like the rebirth. Um, so this one is from Matthew Slater, um, who also sends in a donation. Thank you very much, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew Slater. Says, hi, lads. Big fan of the podcast. Uh, do you think Howe's policy of keeping, like, basically staying with a winning team could cost us if Miggy and Murphy are playing ahead of Isaac and Alan St. Maximin? Not providing the putting in the the performances that were, certainly from Miggy, that, that we're seeing. He's... He's having a hell of a season so far. I um, don't think Isaac comes in as in a a show in for for Miggy. Far from it. I think that's Miggy's spot to lose now. Yeah. The opposite thing with Murphy. As soon as Saint Maximum's fully fit, Murphy drops out of that team. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Um, I don't think Isaac necessarily comes in as a winger anyway. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I don't know if they maybe bring him in. I mean, to bring him in ahead of Wilson. Wilson had a funny game on Saturday where he he missed some chances. He missed a good few chances, but then you look at what he did for the the second goal, and he, he played really well. But he, there was one where he turned his left foot in front of the Gallagher and put it wide. There was a header that he totally fluffed. It's a great quick free kick as yeah. well. That was dinked over yeah, the top. And, nice, to be yeah. fair, he wrestles the defender out of the way, and he, he he does well to even manage to get that chance. But he drags that one wide as well. Two or three, I think. Oh, if he's got his shooting boots on, yeah, we was five or six passes. But it's great. It's a great thing to to, to realize when Wilson isn't firing, and you've gone and scored five goals. He, he, oh yeah, totally. He I. brought. So much more yeah. to to the game in in his performance than than just goals. Do you think on, at the weekend? I think he, his his link up play, as you say, he's closing down on the defense. His his work rate is what caused a lot of those openings and and helps us to then do that 
that high press and put them under 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 pressure. And I think without that, you, you don't you don't have the game that you see the other players behind him having. I think Isaac's a different, a very different player to Will Snisley. So I think you, you can't play it that way. He's not going to do the same job for you that Wilson does like for like because he's just not that kind of player. Where he's got something, he's probably a better dribbler than Wilson, shall we say. So he can probably pick the ball up deep by driving forward and bring something, whatever, to play. But I think Wilson, the way we played on Saturday with the high press, mm-hmm. bullying defenders, that was perfect for him. Even mm-hmm. though he's, as I say, finishing a little bit suspect. But then I was going to say there, uh, something I thought of on Saturday, Ivan Tony does a very, very similar job for mm-hmm. Brentford. Almost like he's modelled himself on Wilson, where he's kind of he's chipping away defenders all the time. He's a bit of a nuisance. I, I, I was, oh, I, can't, I can't stand the broke. But if he played for us, I'd love him. But he yeah, did, yeah. But I didn't. But you know, if he played for us again, the first team might you think that, that's the kind of boat you want leading your line. And for me, a very, very similar kind of outlook. Quite similar attributes as well. I thought he was I mean, kept pretty quiet, like to be fair, by Botman and Botman and Trey. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, he wasn't exactly. I think it's just because the ball wasn't that side of the field. Yeah. When you see how he puts himself about. And I think he's a, right. a, a bit of a talisman from his second season there now, and he's he scored some goals. Well, there was a moment in the first half where he uh, he was swinging around on our Fabian Scher's neck, and that was a weird one. Spun that. him through a, a three sixty, and the referee just went, "Oh, just just did play he, on. Nothing, spin, nothing happened." Did he spin him through a three sixty, or did Fabian have a little bit of? A, uh, I think it was a bit of both. Like, yeah. I think it was a second half. That wasn't a second half. We went out going up for a corner, and that's when he gets ragged around. That was the first. That was, was the first. first was it? Yeah. Technical, it yeah. I thought it was the second. <laughs> Yeah, it was quite because he got booked not long after that. Aye, aye. Because yeah, that should have been his second for me, like. Well, I don't know. That first one's a bit. I've not seen it since. I've only seen it as it happened. And I kind of felt, well, if it's a red card, then. I don't I necessarily think it was a red, but there was definitely a. The way the referee dealt with it, and the way Shea got up and just ran away, I thought, after a bit, I thought, like, it's, it's not much in that way. Well, so 10 minutes later, we... Shea went over and had a bit of a discussion with Tony, <laughs> like, he... aye. Yeah, aye. Oh, I he was, got his chance some... and had a bit of a chat, and the referee came on and he went like this. Are you right? Because it was just before half time. Yeah, because it was just before the half time whistle. The referee went over to Fabian went like that. Aye. So he's obviously been Aye. in his lug and, and hanging a few elbows in. And I, I, love me, I love Fabian; he's absolutely class. Um, but it's do you know what it is? And, and, and this is a, one of the discussions which we're having a lot this season, and probably towards the end of last season. We've now got a team that is full of these players. That was a simultaneous like lift up there. Jesus Christ! Did anybody else notice that on the camera? <laughs> um, we've now got a, a team of players who are fighting for a position. It, it's not like a case where previously we were worried if a player gets injured because you're knackered. You're literally knackered at this point, and now we're sat arguing here to see who's going to be in that starting eleven, and that's without even bringing the name of like Shelby's name into it yet. Yeah. Yeah, back in training? Yes. Back on the grass. <laughs> on the grass. Yeah, that was the quote, wasn't it? <laughs> Never smoked last return. But we had like that that target can't get into the team at the minute, doesn't it? Like yeah. considering what what he did for the last season and the consistency that he that he had there. And he hasn't done much wrong this season for me, to be honest with no, you. No, no, it's just I, I think it's quite Burns hard just doing Burns just great, so right? well. Tell you who else can't get in the team. Martin Dubravka. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Not even making the bench. Or oh, the ben- bencher's bench. He's like fourth, fifth choice at the minute, isn't he? It's really strange, that. Well, well done. He's not even making the bench for the European games. Isn't he? No. 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 I don't know what's gone wrong there. Crazy. Grass isn't always greener. It's not. John Joe Shelby back on the grass. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a great headache to have for Eddie Howe. And that he's got players coming back from injury. Looking at, 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 at getting game time. And 
I don't know how he's going to manage it with some of the characters in that dressing room. You'd hope that, that yes, they would all be in unity, but players want game time. But there was talk that Bottom was unhappy, wasn't it? That he wasn't mm-hmm. getting the starts and stuff, and he's packed in the Dutch under 21 setup. So, yeah, I mean, when 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 Bruno first signed, people, because it took him four, five, six games before he got a, a start and a run, people talked about it then. Obviously, he's that kind of with him getting injured, mm-hmm. it's kind of taking the problem away a little yeah. bit. But yeah, it's at some point, it's something that we're going to have to deal with. And it's, and there is, I'm trying to think of a, of a position. Where we haven't got competition, you could say a goalkeeper. I don't know how much of Carrios we'll see. We might see him against um, Palace in the cup, maybe. Yeah, you'd probably argue right wing. Um, at this moment, Simon Smigius, I don't think anybody else comes in there. I think uh, you, he's still got like Murphy and Fraser. Could do you think they're challenging him? I think Miggy's only a Miggy was <laughs> only as good as Fra- his last Fraser, Fraser certain, played there a hell of a lot last season, didn't he? Over on that right wing, certain corners of Twitter, Miggy's still public enemy number one. Like, it's crazy. So. Man, I don't get it, mate. No, I don't get it. Like, he's clearly, even though he's, he is, and I've, I've said it myself, he's hugely one footed, but he's in he composure has been that. And he's this season scored four goals already. Yeah, um, him and Trippier yeah, just just have this almost telepathic kind of relationship with each other at the minute. Like, they're working really well together. It's, it's just it's just clicked, hasn't it? But there again, Miggy, Miggy before the season started, everyone, myself included, was saying, I oh, need a right winger. Yeah. Hudson yeah. Maxman, we've got yeah. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Isaac hadn't signed yet. Yeah. We need, does it, what the fellow from Leverkusen, Tiabi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call him. People are talking about him all summer. There was a few more. Uh, Harvey Barnes. Is it Harvey Barnes? Leicester? Uh, Barnes from the. Yeah. Obviously Harrison from Leeds as well. Harrison yes, from Leeds. Right. And Miggy's kind of. Miggy will be aware of that, you know, if we are looking at that kind of player, if we were looking at it, he's going to be thinking, oh, that's, that's my position. And, and, but realistically, it's not his position, but his not, performances... Not, not he right, he's dead, His man. performances this, <laughs> this season, he's kind of cemented himself in there and on that, that right wing, hasn't he? But you you wouldn't have necessarily nailed him down as being your, your man to take you forward on the right wing, which is why we all sat and said numerous times that's where we're... We need to strengthen it. Even now, even the the way he's playing, I'd I'd still think we need to mm-hmm. to, to look to that position because there's just not that that strength and depth. There. That, that goes back to what I was saying earlier about Fraser and Murphy yeah. being like uh, challenging. I, th- I think mm-hmm. that he's probably I mean, you say trip yeah because there's no one else really. I, mean, I don't think Target's going to be playing right back a great deal. He, obviously, Kraft was your backup, but he got his injury. Um, Mankey was still available. Dropped off the face of the earth. Anyway. Uh, he hasn't had a game of football for a long, long time. Mankey mm-hmm. Leeds, maybe. It'll be a while. Has he played? Th- he hasn't played this season. No, no, he, he hasn't. Mm-hmm. No. Definitely played b- back end of last. Like I say, Leeds. He, he made the. He started the move for the free kick. Then. Yeah. Mm. That was January. He was injured a lot. So the, are those the two positions well, that that will probably will be looking in in January? I, I, well, I think we'll go for Madison. I still think we'll go for him. Where do you play Madison? I, I, I don't know if we will, you know. I think... I not think not we'll that go. we've got Isaac. Oh, that's a good that's an interesting point. Depends how... It depends when Isaac's fit. Does he want to play him with Wilson? Does he change his shape to accommodate them to play them together? Or does he play one, keep one on the bench? Does he play, try Isaac out in the wing? Wilson played out wide under Bruce for a little while. Let's not forget. Mm. Um, yeah. Played with Mickey through the middle. Yep. So, I mean, it, it seemed to work for a little while as well. And um, then Joe, Joe went up top and 
Wilson went right against was it? Well, Jordan Alice? was the centre forward. He was signed as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember, remember that when that one. They got one each. Well, didn't they? Yeah, did I? So there's options there. I, I, I still think they will go for Madison, but then the, the way Willock's been playing recently, it'd be harsh. To, I mean, Madison's a fantastic player, but Willock on Saturday I thought was really, really good. It was like what. The way he kind of picks up, he can drive, he's quick, and he, they're quite deceptively quick, actually. Is the argument, though, and this is where probably, <coughs> at this moment in time, for where this football club is, we might be getting a bit... Oh, to where I'm looking for, without being too harsh. A bit too involved with certain players, uh, and a bit too emotional, and a bit too attached to oh, certain yeah. players. So, Joe Willick, yes, he, he's been having great games, but somebody like Madison... Willick's out of that team I without think, question. Yeah, I think yeah, that's that's a point where you, your sentimentality has got have to be ruthless. come out of it. And I mean, the the point was made towards the end of last season. George Cotton wrote a piece for the Athletic that was about um, the promotion team, the players that were in there, like Gail Ritchie, mm-hmm. uh, Kieran Clark was in there. Was, I forget, Matt Hayden, Rich, uh, Shelby, Isaac Hayden, Ritchie. Shelby. And you'll see, and these are books that are like, it's a, a bit of a special generation because mm-hmm. they signed in the summer of 2016. Got up as champions, kept up for a couple of years, and then got all that kind of Kieran Clark left because he was well. He, he, see, that's the thing; he, <laughs> he, he wasn't playing well, but he did a really good job for a while. He did. I, he I, did. I, I like them. Me, out of all of them, out of that group, I think Clark's the one that I kind of feel a bit. It's a bit it of a went, shame. It went downhill. Right, it, yeah, how it, it did for him because yeah. he was he was a huge part of that promotion team. And yeah, I liked him for the first couple of years. It was one year where I'm sure he was top scorer in like October or something like that. For, might be the COVID season when Bruce's first season, perhaps. But yeah, um, and it, I, I, you can see why people get like that with certain players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Shelby won at some point. We talked earlier about did he play yeah. him, Byrne, Botman, Lascelles. Lascelles was in that team. Lascelles was a huge yeah. part. He was obviously captain, is still captain. At some point, it, the team's going to overtake him. I mean, it already has, really. Mm. But the squad's going to overtake him to the point where our fourth choice centre half is going to be better than he is. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a dreadful business in that regard. Like, I mean, it'd be lovely to think that we could just kind of like you couldn't like I don't know, give more, make more asthmatic and give more inhalers and get more right. You're going to be like some managers do, <laughs> allegedly. I've not named anyone, so I've not got to say allegedly. <laughs> Have I, Jurgen? Uh, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> did, did, speaking of Jurgen, did anybody see his? Uh... Post-match interview yesterday. I've seen pictures of it where it looks like he's crying, but I'm, I'm assuming glorious. he's not. He's a... He was. Oh. He honestly looked like he was going to burst into tears. Is there a more hated manager in the Premier League? Because he's, he's a bellend. Oh, they'll be far away. I mean, is anybody that stands he's, out? He's That's... had a massive fall from grace for me. Like I, when a... he first came out, I, I liked him, but he's just. Do you know what the look He's just turned and gone. He's a bit cock, twisted right? and yeah. Who's bottom? Steve Cooper's just got a new contract, so he's not here. Brendan oh, that was weird. <laughs> no, really, I think I, Lampard's a good manager. He's Lampard's just, fairly disliked, yeah. but not to that extent. I don't think. By the other, yeah, I think Klopp's probably the, the one. Pep, everyone seems to love. I like him. It's always the ones at the top that you seem to be unpopular, but Arteta's yeah, quite people, endearing, and people tend to like Pep. I like Conte and Pep. Yeah, Pep's all right. Who else is the big six? Eddie, everyone loves Eddie. Everyone loves Eddie. How? Who's oh, my new now? Best seems like good. It's no longer the big six anymore, is it, mate? Big top five now. Top five. Top five. Six. The height. Yeah. I, mean, I was only taking Mick. Five, I put that. I was like, that's just a daft thing. That's why I put Magiria. Top five. It's mad to think that we are sitting. Did Did you honestly, in your wildest dreams, think that we could be sitting there 
There's games in hand and stuff, isn't there? I mean, I think Liverpool is it, is it, Liverpool had two games in hand, obviously, played yesterday. But I think if we could still be like eighth, if everything's kind of even. Which, But then when you look at you know some of the games early on in the seasons where results didn't go our our way, we ended up with draws and, and oh. things like that. The amount of draws that we've had where we potentially should have got more from the, those mm. games... That would have pushed even if Mianti had tits. And I know I was going to just about to say that, but it, it's just mental to think that that's. I certainly wouldn't have said that come October the tenth, as it is, at two minutes and nine, would be would have lost one game, and that was an injury injury time goal yeah. at Anfield. I'd have been cock a hoop with that. Mm. I mean, how many weeks were we saying the results that you get at the end of a run of draws kind of dictate how that. Run yeah, is yeah. perceived, and here we are now. Back to back wins. One, two, and one. The last two scored nine goals. Nine goals, two games. And all of a sudden, it, 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 we weren't. It wasn't that we hadn't won since the opening day. We've been unbeaten since Anfield. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it changes the narrative a bit. But um, not to say that we're sixth with that asterisk, you know, games in hand and whatnot. A pretty tough run to come. Everton were unbeaten in so many until the weekend, and uh, man, you have hit a really good run of form. And uh, Tottenham or Tottenham, they going to be there or thereabouts, aren't they? Um, if we're still top seven, top eight in 10 days' time, eh? no, 14 days' time, the Tottenham games end of that run, I, there's a reason to be very hopeful, Yeah, I think. I still think if it's the top seven getting to Europe, you've probably had a place to that for someone winning the cup and someone qualifying for Europe at the same time, so if Chelsea finished third or you know, whatever, I think there's a decent shot we could be in the Conference League next year. Mm. Uh, Scott, great point by, by Scott. Gallagher shots at Scott. Uh, says that it's a positive goal difference that he's happy mm, about. Yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Plus eight, yeah. yeah. We've we done well, like. For, we haven't seen that for a very long time. That's seven in the last nine days, like, but. And I know what were eight games into the season? Nine. Nine, nine games into the season. Um, quarter of the way through, basically. But but that game on Sunday against Manu, that that's that's a huge game for us because Manu's the the position above us. Yeah, it's they're a bit up and down, aren't they? Form wise, they've had a good run. Ten, Ten Hag seems to have them firing a bit now. I, I watched their game yesterday, and they, they, honestly, they, they didn't really impress us. Casemiro looked decent in spells. But Everton are in decent form as well. Were in decent they form. pair them both teams could not pass a ball. No. It was absolutely honking at times. The, the amount of like, similar to, to what we used to do, where the the ball just doesn't reach a player, it just goes in absolute no man's land. Yeah, Both we teams. had that on Saturday a few times. We scored five goals. I know it's. <laughs> it'll be it. I feel it, it's strange. I don't want to say I feel confident going there because that just you know normally precedes a fall. But I'm feeling confident going there. It's if a win. Mm-hmm. I'm confident we won't get pumped. I don't know about yeah. Score, draw, and narrow defeat. I think that's ah, all right. No, I, I'm I'm all guns blazing me. Like I, I think we'll take the game to them. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll cause some problems. I think if we if we can go there and put a performance together that we know we're capable of, get out of that second and third gear that we've seen at the weekend, and I think we will based on the fact that we're playing playing Man United. I think. Fans are going to be well up for it. Obviously, they always are away from home. Mm-hmm. The players, even though you know Man United haven't been what we know of, of them in the past over the last couple of seasons, they still got that. You know, players wanting to do well against them. So, yeah, but 
I'm hopeful. Hopeful more than confident. So, so there's a question there from Fish and Rods that says, is this the most confident you've ever been going to Old Trafford though? Probably is, yeah. I think it's Man United or the I wouldn't say it's the worst Man U team I've ever seen, because that was probably a couple of years ago. Close. But I think the Solskjaer's team last year, the year before mm. was like really Yeah, bad. I think if going was back a few with, years, I was was it four one last season a bit with? Come to a dinner. Ronaldo got a call. I think it's it certainly isn't the, the team that you kind of associate with Man U. I mean, for me, it's the Ferguson when the the, the, the kid that Beckham scores, yeah. Bus, Keane, that team. Even going from that team to the team that Nine you through with, the 2000s. Late it's, 2000s, yeah. that Van Nistelrooy come through, Van Persie, when he went there from Mars. Like, they for a generation, for 20 years, were like, were phenomenal. And they were a team, and I think there's still a little bit out of Man United. Yeah. Like we're going to go to Old Trafford, and and that's why I'm thinking from from the players' point of view. Oh, we're playing Man United. Yeah, we're going to up their up their game and get out of that second and third gear where that complacency that you I spoke about. I think of it from, from from the other side, and, and I think my new players will be looking at this thing. Shit, I really don't want to be playing Newcastle at this moment in time. It's a hard game for them, mate. Right? It's a, I think I'm more confident of getting a result than I ever have been going here before. Doesn't mean I'm confident I will win. But I think this is the strongest Newcastle team against. Well, no, it's not the strongest Newcastle team because that would have been Keegan's team or Robson's team. We never did well there. Um, but I'm more confident than I've been for a long, long time looking at the respective strengths of the this, this squads. Because mm-hmm. when we had Keegan there, it was the Ferguson team. Canton, I was still there and more that carry on. And the Robson team was kind of, that was when Van Nistelrooy had he just signed at that point, 2002. But that was the, hadn't been yeah. far off winning the Champions League and stuff like that. So there were two. Brilliant, brilliant sides when we were at our height. And now we appear to be going, we're not there yet by any stretch, but we're on the way back up there and they are getting better. But it's certainly not a patch on any of their greatest teams. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm more confident than I have been, but I've, there's still the kind of spectre of Man United, the being, Man United of yeah. Christmas past kind of saying, ah, bestly, don't quite, not yet. When was the last time? Was Kabai the last time we went down there? Right? Would have been, yeah. Uh, the yellow strip. 13, 14, we were close a few years ago, though, when we um, scored two in 10 minutes. Muto. Muto scored and, down um, there. And then Sanchez came on and absolutely Kennedy turned the game. Yeah, it was Kennedy, yeah. yeah. It was Kennedy. Muto. And, and uh, Sanchez came on late on in the game and absolutely turned the game on its it head. The only thing he did all season. Oh. We had a blue kit on, didn't we? With we did I. Yeah. yeah. Turned the game upside down. Absolutely ran right after that. And I guess Sanchez did bugger all for them. Like nothing else. It's a bit like in a film where someone uses that last, I don't know, spoiler Star Wars films, but when someone goes, well, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the first Star Wars film, fends off Vader, I'm fucked. That's that what he does with his hands. But yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm full of confidence. I think we could go to any single team at this moment in time, apart from Man City away, and I'm confident in getting a result. That's how much confident I've got in this team at the moment. I don't know. Matt, I'd still be wary of Arsenal and Chelsea. Tottenham. Maybe Tottenham as well. Five at the White Hart, we yeah. went toe-to-toe with Man City. I, I know, I know. We went That's why I'm saying I'm more, I'm more hopeful than I am confident. But I, I think you've got to have a bit of confidence in there to be hopeful, don't you? The players will be confident. The players will go big going yeah. in that game. Thing they we've we've, never, yeah, we've yeah, never, yeah. never had a better chance the way... If, if, as, I, as I said, if our players go there, up for it, and put in the performances that we know they're capable of do- doing, because we've seen it in in spells, we've seen it in games where, you know, people have had very good games, we haven't just, we haven't had it where 
everybody's just clicked and we've really yeah done it. Probably Man City is probably the closest closest to it. Yeah, you're probably right. But Sunday will be the day where all clicks in a one. And there was a question there. Somebody had asked if you would make any changes for the, the game on Sunday, be Man U. Um, Joe, like I said earlier, we'll be doing a match preview, but yeah. just to quickly go through it. Who do you replace for Joe? Joe for Longstaff. And Murphy keeps his spot. And Dan Byrne keeps his spot. That's <laughs> silence. <laughs> I know. I think the first change will come at left back. I think Target will come back in, like we've said. Do you? Mm-hmm. I think Byrne will be unlucky, do. but I think Target's better suited. Yeah, I think Target will come back in. And I probably f- could the possibly. Was Eddie Howe trying something at the weekend by putting Joel Lint on the left hand side? I don't know if he was. I think. Nah, was he? Was it not just a. Was it not given Saint the option of playing in a, that more central role, which we know Saint wants to play in? Do you not think. No, because once Saint came on, he went straight out on the left. They kept on switching like mad. Well, the goal, the fifth goal, the one goal. Saint picks it up deep, plays a lovely ball, Joel Linton. Mm-hmm. And Joel Linton, obviously, guess what happens, happens. But yeah. Um, I, I thought Saint was pretty quiet when he came on, to be fair. I don't think he looked quite He didn't get a lot of the ball, me, did he? he looked a little bit heavy. So that's why I'm thinking. I know he'll have another week's worth of training under his belt, but I just don't know if he's quite quite there yet. He's probably more suited to, to having a spell late on, give him 20, 20 minutes, something like that, to, to to maybe impact the game if we need it, or to at least get him get him a bit of a run out and a bit of So the changes we're going fitness. for is, are we in agreement that Target will probably come in at left-back? I think he probably will, yeah. I'm not sure, like... He might like for the reasons that you said, but I think it's it's harsh. If I'm if I'm choosing a, a change for me, it's Joe for long stuff. And keep Murphy on the left hand side. It's I don't a, think, again, I don't think Saint will it's start. another harsh one because he's he hasn't he hasn't done anything wrong, but does a fully fit Saint give you more than Jacob Murphy does then? Yes, but he does. If he's in that right frame of mind, but is he fully fit? That's the, three the games question in a, it. Three games in a week as well. If you keep him forever in the Tottenham, we maybe got a better, better chance of getting a point. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think he probably starts with Murphy. That being said, um, also if he's changing left back, I think I would probably bring in Joe for Longstaff as well. How many changes do you want to make with a team that's scored nine goals in two yeah, games? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, changed if you bring three changes in and then, down the left hand side as well. But yeah, long stuff, you know and I mean? then we're all falling into the trap of, of thinking, oh, we're playing Man United. Like, yeah, like you were saying there, when yeah. really we're no at this moment in time, they're not great or anywhere near what they have been previously. So do we just focus our game on this is a winning side? They've won two back to back games, scoring nine goals. Yeah, Let's well, that's why I'm thinking Boston, Boston midfield will have have a bit more of a, a chance over them because. When you look at, I know McTominay is probably going to be out now, which is I think probably doesn't help us. I think it probably makes them better having him out potentially. Um, I don't know. I, I just think having Joe in there will give you that little bit more strength, a bit more bite that we maybe were missing at the weekend. Um, 
he maybe doesn't give you as much, you know, of the of the legs of Longstaff. Not that I'm saying that he's particularly quick, but he, he's a, probably a bit more mobile, getting up and down. But oh, I don't know. I think Joe Linton's got a lot of that. No, he's, he's a, he's I would say they're probably pretty similar. To be fair, like yeah. I work on like covering the, the the pitch. Like I think Joe Linton's got the not even the edge, the engine. Joe Linton's like he's, he's a machine, like the, the fittest man in the world, except mm-hmm. for Miggy, perhaps. Efficient Rod says, the fact we have no idea who how we'll start is brilliant. And it's what we're discussing <laughs> yeah, earlier. Yeah. Um, and I think I've just argued myself out of this and I've gone completely against what I'm saying. Maybe he does keep the same start he, 11. But, but that's the thing. If he keeps the same 11, would you be disappointed? Nah. Nah. Nah, because they deserve it at this moment in time. They do. I, I would be disappointed. I mean, I'd like to see if St. Maximin's as fit as he can be, which I don't expect he would be by, by Sunday. Um... Then obviously you want him to start because he's he, he, Good what he's capable of doing, yeah. yeah. But then if he isn't, is he going to give you enough? And Murphy, for all he has got limitations, what we've talked about here, God, we've really, really got to tell him at times. He, he does work hard. And against I, a team, I mean, you've got to have that. He put good, at least two or three very good crosses in with his left foot hmm? at the weekend. Jack Lee's just discovered his left foot. He didn't know. He looked better crossing with his left. Than he did coming in with his when he's right. Let's go through the last couple of questions. If anybody else, if you do have any more questions, throw them our way. We'll do. We'll keep going for another five ten minutes. Um, so this one is from Josh Stonk, Stock, Stockton. Josh Stockton. Stockton. Sorry, mate. Josh Stockton. Um, another donation. Thanks very much, mate. He says, "Hi, lads. Hope you're well. I could get used to us winning. Uh, I can't remember if I've asked this before, but where do you think we can finish this season?" He goes on to say, I think we just need to concentrate on getting the 40 points ASAP and take things from there. So my prediction on this one, I think we will be around about 8th come January. Okay. January. Yeah. And I think if we are in that position, the club won't bring in a lot of players in January, but there'll be one big marquee signing that they'll go for. Somebody like Madison that can then I mean, advance you further up the league. Amanda Stavely said um, a while ago that I might like be my dad. Don't really want to do so much business in January. Nobody does. I mean, they were kind of <laughs> obliged there, to last year because well, it would have gone down. You know, we would have. Well, would have. It was the fourth time, really, though, wasn't it? So I think I, I, I still do think the go for Madison, whether or not it's January or whether or not it's next summer. He's got eighteen months left in his contract. Come January, if he doesn't get in the World Cup squad. That could disenfranchise him further. I think what I'd need to move to mm. kind of progress. I think that could play in our favor a little bit because Southgate doesn't fancy him. Um, it's it seems so. Yeah, I think answering a totally different question, <laughs> I think seventh, seventh, finishing seventh, yeah, with a European spot. Yep, I think eighth will get you Europe. Mm-hmm. It's mad because I think from next season, 10th guarantees it's Europe. cups and everything, isn't it? Oh, no, next season, it's the change in the Champions League with the top five going to Champions League for next season. Right, okay. Because um, I changed it the new league format. Is that doing it with They're more qualifiers sort of yeah. things? And no, no, it's a group stage. All right, okay. It's a third. It's, it's a busy a, plan B of the Super League, isn't it? It's a massive, <laughs> massive group stage. So you don't have four groups of eight, eight groups of four anymore. You have this massive, massive group. You know how the preseason tournaments, how you got like 30 teams mm. and they play four games. It's like that was all seeded, so it's... So the way it works out is the Champions League, UEFA League, uh, what's it called now? Europa League. Europa. And Conference Europa League will do that. So it just means that the top 10 in the Premier League are guaranteed to qualify for Europe. 
So that's mental. It's it's not right. Half the league. I remember when we finished second and got the UEFA Cup, and that you're glad for it. Yeah. In '96, and now all of a sudden, it's it, it's good in that I suppose it's an incentive because how many years were we trundling along, finishing like 14, 15, thinking like there's nothing to play for? It from. stops teams pissing the, the the season up the wall like <laughs> when, when there's five games to go, really, yeah. doesn't it? it when it you're does. in that no man's land. Yeah, like what? Well, yeah, I mean, we did yeah. flip flops on mm. cliche almost. But yeah, um, I think irrespective of where we are in, I'd, I'd say the World Cup because there's only I think two games yeah. between the World Cup in January, um, maybe three. Boxing Day and the thirtieth. Yeah, I don't think we'll do huge amounts. We'll not bring like thirty bodies in in January. Um, I think same as you, Chris. I think it'll be a big one, and I think I'll keep most of it for next summer. But I think. I think they are quite happy. Maybe we might see some more strength and depth come in. I think we'll finish seventh this season. I'm sticking with that seventh. And that's nah. I was going to say that's maybe being conservative. It's not. I think that's pretty from what ambitious. we've seen so far this season. And that's yeah. without a full strength team, remember. I think we're more than capable of hitting the rocky patch as well, though. Hmm. I think we if that run of draws had been a couple of defeats, if we hadn't had um, if the fixture list had been those draws. Then Man U, Everton, Tottenham, then Fulham and Brentford. I think then you think, no, oh God, we've had a bit of a rough start. He hasn't quite been what mm. I wanted. But because we've just put nine past those those two lovely lads, sets of lovely lads that we have, you can wait, ah, it's great this. But if we could lose all the three next games and kind of think, mm, not quite what we hoped. So it's 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 early in the season yet. There's a, a lot of football, a lot of football that we play, Mark. But I think I think seventh. Mark. I think realistically, it's it's anywhere from eight to ten. Realistically, yeah, not in a way higher than that. I think. So, I think high, higher than eight to ten. Just eight, nine to ten. You only missed nine out. <laughs> I think when you, you you look at it, we're going to have to do very well to, to break that that top six, and then. I know West Ham haven't had a great, the greatest of starts to the season, but you'd expect them to be in and around, you know, that the, the positions that we're looking looking at. Wolves will be the same. Brighton, if they can keep up the, the way that they've they've gone this season, that they could be there. I know See, be, post-pot, I think, yeah. that's that's the big question. They could they could they could drop away. So the Wolves, but Wolves had to sack Bruno Large. Yeah. So there's 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 a lot of teams that are in and about that that space that we're looking to. To get into and solidify our our position as so, but it's not beyond the realms of possibility that we could finish sixth, seventh, and I think it would be a hell of a season if if we did. I think six would be too far. I think Arsenal, the, the teams that you're looking at for six would have been Arsenal, Man U, Tottenham, probably. I think the Man- top three: Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. So Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham. Sorry, big pardon. Arsenal, see Arsenal, C- Chelsea, City are the three for me. Yeah, and then you've got Liverpool, Man United, just below below that. Yeah, and then Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. as well. Be, in Spurs are going really well. Liverpool, Liverpool will pick up, I've no doubt. Do you think they will? Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that too. I don't think that that this kind of massive behemoth, invincible, what were kind of what perceived to be mm. over the past couple of seasons, past four or five seasons, maybe on a club. But I think they're better than I think they're tenth at the minute. Um, I think they're a lot better than that. I think they'll they'll click for them. We just had a bad start. People, I, I think they're uh, people have cottoned on to the fact that the fullbacks can't defend. I think they'll be. I, I think the, the, the will obviously improve, but 
I don't think they'll, they'll be, not. They'll I, not I be in think, the top four. No, I don't think they'll be in the fight for the top four. Oh, I think. Oh, I think they will be. I think uh, Dragon. Nah. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. So, so do they think they're going to creep in there with City, Arsenal, Spurs, and Chelsea? Yeah. Ooh, I don't. Yeah, think, yeah. I think I think Spurs have got a bad run. Them. I can see them being the top four. Like. Liverpool, oh, I definitely can. I don't know what the points difference. Is. I think we are five points off. It's really close to be fair from like yeah. fifth to twelfth. It's really close. Yeah, it's just, obviously because it's so early in the season. It won't take many games. I think Liverpool with the game in hand go ahead of us mm. if they win that game in hand. Obviously, which isn't a guarantee. But I don't think I don't think they're going to win the league. I think I think Man City and I think Man City are going to win it. I think Arsenal Man City will win it, and then I think Arsenal be started really well. Arsenal I think, and I think Chelsea for the second and third. But I think Liverpool comfortably be top five. At least, I think sixth, fourth. I, I do. I think they've got enough in them with thirty games left to play this season. That I think they've got more than enough time. Diaz is going to be out till the new year. That's a big. I don't. Big I don't think them as well. The spots that we're going as wise the four. I think the, the teams which you mentioned there. I don't think Wolves will be anywhere near it. No, nowhere near it. I don't think West Ham will be near it. To be fair, I think that they'll they'll be in a ninth, tenth. They'll just make top ten. I think it, you're probably looking at. Brighton and Man U probably. I think Brighton, it, as I say, it depends what happens. It's, yeah, that's a big question. This fellow got in. Can they keep keep up what they're doing? Yeah, because they Trossard's had a really good start this season. They, they defended really well this season. We drew nil nil down there, didn't we? The, 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 um, hard to beat. Very hard to beat. Um, yeah, I think look at last season. I'm sure I might be wrong on this, but I think from I think seventh eighth. There was, a, there was a position, I think it was West Ham and Wolves or 7th and 8th. There was a big jump. Wasn't there was a massive gap, a gap to 9th yeah, or like 10th. I think, I think West Ham this season, Wolves will be the wrong side of that gap. I think, if if, if not saying that's going to happen every season, obviously. But I think that we are good enough now. I think there's a look at how we're playing, the results we're getting, how Eddie Howe managed them and the resources they've got to bring players in if need be. I think we are more than capable of finishing the right side of that kind of mid-table area, where I think Wolves will be in that, probably towards the bottom end of it, by the way, how the way they've started. Leicester look knackered. Leicester. Leicester yeah. This is why I think, and I know we mentioned Madison quite a bit in this, and there will be other teams looking at Madison, of course there will be. Yeah, yeah. But I think we're, we're the, we we can offer him something at this football club, which no other team probably can, outside mm. of those challenging for the Champions League spots. Journey would get a he wouldn't obviously Man City he, he wouldn't Liverpool, get a game of Man United hundred percent Liverpool maybe if Henderson ends up getting different player though Henderson he's a different player he's English he fills in spot though doesn't he no but I mean like in... he is but you know there's, there's players I think Newcastle will be the one you know I think we'll get him I really do I think he wants to come we clearly want him there's been talk over the past week or two that we're going to increase what bit to what they want he, I, think, if, well, I think he'll come I think if he he walks into that Man Man United midfield. If they're interested in, in him, he... Yeah, Roger again, makes a great point. He says that Madison could <clears throat> stay at, at Leicester and not his options again in the summer. Go in the summer. I think that might be the case. Possibly. Unless he spits his dummy. I think it all depends on the position of, of Leicester. I think if, he doesn't get, if Leicester are struggling and he doesn't get in the World Cup squad yeah, or he gets yeah. in the squad and doesn't get a game. Mm-hmm. Tielemans was the other one, wasn't it? Yeah. Obviously, he was massively linked to move away in the summer as well. He's a good player as well, Tielemans. But... Mm-hmm. To be fair though, Leicester will look at selling in January. They can't not. Do, yeah. They can't not because they will lose an absolute fortune. But there's so many. There's always between well, like... Still, if they kept them till the summer, he'll still command a, a good fee in the summer. Yeah, It's the following January that I think That's... between January and the summer, there is a big chunk drops off that. 
that price tag that you can get from. I think more from the summer next January. Yeah, I think so. once he's into that final year, not so sure. But going back to the Chris, can I bring you back on track, please? Of course he can. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a, um, a gap between say tenth or a, a cluster between tenth and I think seven and ten, isn't it? It's... No, no, I'm saying lower. I think tenth and maybe it's like fifteen, sixteenth. They got like Southampton will be in there, Palace, Wolves. Uh, Fulham, Fulham, yeah, Brentford, Brentford, Bournemouth, maybe if they can keep. Cause see, I'd see, I'd see Palace and Southampton in that. I, higher I think, I, I think we might be on our own this year in that gap between sixth and the rest, as it is. I think looking at the house, I mean, we might even. I think we may be closer to sixth. And it seems like there's been a lot of teams that have dropped off. Yeah. from that. If you, if you look at Leicester and Wolves, Leicester Wolves West, West Ham, Ham this season. Yeah. It's, it's the three that just seem to have dropped and their levels have just gone mm-hmm. when I was have gone in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And you're probably right, we're probably the only team because Brighton were there in around there last season. I to think be honest. Brighton will be the ones I've said we're on, on our own. If Brighton can keep up what they've done this start of the season, I think it's us and them for seventh. Again, very early to say that now, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I suppose. But yeah, I think look what I've seen so far, I can't really see any of the other ones being consistent enough. They all take points off each other, and I think Forest look. Again, you can't say someone's doomed in October, nah, can you? I think they'll probably dead, go dead and buried. I've got a feeling for Leicester as well. And I, Why do you mention Everton in this whole conversation? Yeah, Everton, I think, will probably be the, Villa? the top of the bottom half. I think Villa, Villa, Villa have been struggling. But they've all, there's none of them that you could say have had a really good run, a good start of the season, really. So do you think it'll be, what we're saying there, do you think it'll be Newcastle, then that big gap in points-wise? Newcastle and or Brighton. Right, okay. Maybe Brighton and or Newcastle. But I think, yeah, I think if there's a, if we can just stay consistent, and it's, it sounds daft to say when you've won three, drawn five, you know, because we haven't been that consistent results-wise ourselves, really. I think but the stat that you look at there is lost one, though. Yeah, definitely. If, if we can remain hard to beat and start picking wins up and get players fit again and maybe get a bit stronger in January. I think from 10, 10 down to 17, it could be end, end up anywhere. You could, that you could just, it'll yeah, just be roll the dice. And, yeah, because mm. it's all much of a much of a muchness. You pick them up with heart, like, yeah, I think so as well. I think maybe even down to 18th. I think Forrest will go. I think Leicester, like I say, even if Leicester, the total of getting rid of Rogers, I think that'd be a mistake. But Leicester, I think he's as good a manager. I don't think he's got masses of experience down that end of the table. Well, there is somebody that does have some experience <laughs> at that side of the table. Who's somebody's available. <laughs> yeah, somebody's available at the moment. Over a thousand games. Yeah, he's a lovely man. family man. He is a family man, yeah. Has he managed Forrest, though? <laughs> um, he's had a few in the Midlands, like, and Leicester's not too far away <laughs> no. from it. Um, but no stranger at Melton Mobile Pie, mm? no stranger at Melton Mobile Pie. <laughs> um, right, I'm gonna call it a night on that one. Thanks, everybody who has been watching tonight. Thanks to, to those that have subscribed. Um, we did hit 9,000 uh, yesterday, Thank um, you. so we now have 9,000 subscribers. So we are gonna push for 10 now. So we're gonna have you know what helped every single 9,000 subscribers? Nothing, nothing helps with it, is it not? Do you know do you know what helped us get nine thousand subscribers? What helped us get nine thousand subscribers? Mom? People pressing the like button. All right, okay. So if you're still watching us now, just press that like button, please, because it helps out massively. So if you press the like bo- button, people think, oh look, this is really popular. We'll appear on people's feeds, they'll start watching, and then they'll subscribe. Maybe. So go on, hit that like button just now. 
doesn't cost you anything. Just hit it. Press it. If you do Thanks. want to go that step further as well, you can become a member. It is just two ninety nine a month, uh, and you do get early access to a lot of the videos which go out into the match review, uh, fantasy Premier League, and you should reactions. know this. You should know this. Honestly, there's so many at the minute, mate. <laughs> there's absolutely loads of content going out. You, you're almost looking at at least one video show podcast a day. If anything, nine thousand feels a bit low to me. The amount of friggin' yeah. effort that goes in, I because there's not enough people like the videos. If only the liked it more, maybe just, just press that like. Maybe just because we're shite. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, everybody. Been a pleasure as always. Like Mark said, don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and we shall see you next time. What you guys are doing? Goodbye. See you next week. I'll play the video as soon as I find it. <laughs> I'm talking about the calls yet. <laughs> <laughs> what was the score? <laughs>